Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Way of the High Priestess. I am really, really excited to have Monica Yates on with us today. She's a life coach, a period whisperer, and a speaker. She is quite outspoken. Definitely check out her Instagram page. Monica helps women get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy, and men feel intimacy and ecstasy. Over the years, she has become an expert in helping women step out of their masculine armor and tap into their core feminine desires and live a life in alignment. Through the use of trauma healing, inner child healing, womb clearing and activation, subconscious reprogramming, embodiment, somatic work, and a shit ton of other modalities, she has helped thousands of women heal their cycle, reconnect with their period, break their trauma cycles, and no longer be triggered by their motherfucking past. All right. I added motherfucking in there. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) How about you did? (laughs) (laughs) Like, did my assistant write that? (laughs) Welcome. Anyway, she's really good at capturing my voice. So, (laughs) thank you for having me, Lee. Very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, One of the things that really stood out to me about the content you share that I really don't see a lot of other women talk about in quite as practical and pragmatic and straightforward of a way is dropping this masculine armor that so many of us women have been wearing and this idea of emasculation, like women do not dare go there. So I want to start with the juicy stuff and, yes. you know, take it away with any of those, but what, what is armor and what is emasculation? Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to say, because I know that you said, like, I say it in a very like pragmatic, pragmatic, practical way, how I word this is I'm very big on just like biology. And like a lot of what I say right now these days is fucking politically incorrect. Right. But, um, you know, separate to that, I, when I'm talking about a lot of this stuff, it's actually not about like anything really woo. It's actually just biology. Like men are the hunters. They're the providers. They're the protectors us women, we thrive on community. We thrive on intimacy. We are the gatherers. So like with the armor, for example, women wear this armor because they're not living their truth of being the gatherer and connecting with women and being looked after. So then they go into this hyper-masculine, but the reason why it's like armor is because it's not their truth. So it feels like they're wearing something and they're wearing this protective armor whether it's protecting their heart from being hurt, whether it's running around in their fucking masculine, hustling their ass off with work all the time. And they're constantly being in this like 
primal man mode of hunting a fucking lion when you're not hunting, when you shouldn't be hunting anything. And this is not to say that women can't go run a business. I mean, we both do that, right? But it's about learning how to actually dance between the two and the way that it's affecting our relationships is fucking profound and it's affecting our physical health and our emotional health and our mental health and our spiritual health. And if you understand biology, like, and I'm not talking about let's have a science class. I make it fucking fun. I hate a science at school. But when you understand the female brain and the female body and the male brain and the male body and our nervous system, it all makes a lot of sense. And you get this profound amount of permission to stop trying to be a fucking man and letting men do the thing that they do best. And when you live like that, the men in your life will be so fucking happy and you'll be so fucking happy. And it's just really beautiful in the way that I've been able to see this chain through my life because I used to be like the queen of emasculation. It was such a fucking bitch to men. And now I let them just like, even my guy friends, they lead, they book the restaurants, they let me walk in the door first, they hold open the door and they know it's not like, they're not trying to get into my pants, we're just friends. Um, but it's it's just incredible how it actually allows for a very fulfilling relationship where like I was actually talking to him with one of my fr- guy friends the other night. And for example, he's about to go into like a big finance job. So he, we were, he's been like seeing this chick and we were just like talking about situation and how like she's, <laughs> and I was just sharing with him how like you see, you, you know, you're, you say, oh yeah, she's just saying this. And I'm like, no, in her brain, this is what's actually happening. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? I'm like, I know this is women. But um, as an example, our relationship is so beautiful in that um, it allows us to be fulfilled by, I'm, I'm fulfilled by his masculine and he's fulfilled by my feminine. So even for example, you know, if, um, if he needed a dose of feminine energy without being in a fucking relationship, he, we could go out for dinner, we could hang out, we could watch a movie, whatever. And it's because I allow myself to be in the feminine and I allow him to be in the masculine and vice versa. So we get that nourishment even as friends. And I think what's important even on this topic is that a lot of women, a lot of men think they can only get this nourishment being in a relationship. And, you know, sometimes you're not in the right headspace, like you're not in the right headspace, you're not in the right time of your life to actually nourish and put time into a relationship, which is so fine but you still want that nourishment. And then people think that just comes from like one night stands or you can only get that from a relationship or la la la. And I get so much of that from beautiful relationships with men where they look after me and I nurture them and I look after them in the way the feminine looks after the masculine and vice versa. So bottom line is when you understand the female brain and you understand the male brain, you'll have a lot of fucking freedom in your life and a lot of a lot more grace and a lot, and you won't be emasculating men as much. You'll actually like give them the benefit of the doubt. You'll trust them more. You'll understand they are committed human beings. They're not assholes. They're not trying to do wrong by you. They're not trying to fucking hurt you. And when you, like when I understood men in this way, my mind was blown because I actually was like, wow, they're actually not dickheads. They're not trying to be mean. They're trying to look after me as best they fucking can. And I'm seeing it as they're not giving me any fucking time And that's not what the situation is. So I would emasculate them for not giving me enough or not paying enough attention to me or whatever, when really they're trying to just juggle everything. They're trying to juggle and also still look after me. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we can go in so many different directions, but I think it's just, there's something to be said about putting ourselves in men's shoes and 
And even considering for a moment all of the things that they are juggling in their minds about what the experience is like for women. And, you know, I've, I've worked with so many male clients in, you know, in the world of Tantra. Mm-hmm. And as I started to see behind the scenes, I'm like, wow, they are holding a lot. I mean, performance anxiety. Am yep. I giving her pleasure? Am I doing this right? Is she liking this? She's not saying anything. Is this okay? Like, imagine what it would be like to be someone who's holding all of these variables Mm. and you're meant to show up to be the provider, but you can't provide because she's not letting you provide. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yes, to all of that, (laughs) I, I was right there with you. I am a former emasculator myself Mm -hmm. as a strong woman who thinks I need to own shit or really used to think that. Yeah. Okay. So First of all, break down what emasculation is and then what is the impact? Because I want to really draw out, I know there are women listening to this that show up in these dynamics and are putting it on the man, like giving the responsibility to the man to solve the dynamic when we ourselves have the ability and the power to create anything we want and to uncreate anything we want. So what is emasculation and what is the impact of a woman showing up in this hyper-masculine way and emasculating a man? Okay. So emasculation by the definition that I've picked up from men that I like talk to and I do a lot of research about this. Um, and my research is like getting men's input. So it's all straight from the, what's, what's that phrase? It's all straight from the something or other, whatever the fucking phrase is, um, straight from the horse's mouth. Is that what it is? is Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, emasculation is imagine a turtle and, and someone makes the turtle want to go into their shell. They make them want to shut down. Mm. They make them want to retreat and hide and not be the man they want to be. It's shaming is what it is. It's shaming someone and it's putting someone down and just stripping them of their, their core. It just like ruins somebody. And, and you can emasculate yourself, right? So women can emasculate other women um, and you can emasculate yourself. Men can emasculate themselves. Men can emasculate other men. And it's just putting men down and it's stripping you of your masculinity, right? Of that part of you that wants to show up, lead, have direction, discernment. So you can strip yourself of your own masculinity because we all have the masculine within us, right? And how, and the, and the impact that I see that it has is from, from women being in this hyper-masculine is it actually makes women so unhappy. And what, I'm going to say two things. What drives me up the wall lately is that everyone's trying to be very fucking politically correct. I'm so over it. Um, and as a result of all this political correctness is that women don't acknowledge their unhappiness and they're like, no, no, I want to be a go-getter. I want to be a hustler. I, and I'm like, no, you fucking don't, bitch. You're telling, I used, to, I, used to fuck with that. I used to say it to myself, right? I used to say the exact same thing to myself. I used to think that's just how I was. I was just masculine, right? I'm just fiery. I, it's just part of my personality. That's not fucking part of my personality. It was a daddy wound that I was living out because I was trying to get fucking validation. So when women are going around constantly saying this, and whilst there is 10% of women that have a masculine core, so separate to that. When women go around saying this, I'm like, bitch, you're not happy. Like, stop telling yourself that you are because you think you're happy. I, I thought I was happy back then. But once you have happiness in being in your feminine, it's like, I'm never going back to that shit. Never am I going back. So physically for women, the result of 
being in our hypermasculine is the hormonal dysregulation, the burnout, the infertility, the constant exhaustion, the hair loss, the weight gain, the skin issues, whatever. The just the constant fucking health issues that no one can understand. That's the result of it. Mm. The other result of it is that women can't understand why their relationships are falling apart or why they're unhappy or this constant complaining of all men are dicks. Where are the good men? Not even fucking surprised. Why do men do this? I can't trust men. Blah, blah, blah. It's like not giving men the benefit of the doubt, right? The other side of it is then, no, actually the constant fucking argument I hear is where are all the good men? I'm like, bitch, you've squashed them all. Like you're complaining, where are all the good men? And they're not around you because you don't, they don't want to be around you because you emasculate them. Where are all the good men? Bitch, I've got them. (laughs) <laughs> like they're around me. There's plenty of them, like, right? Because I let them, I let them do my thing. Even last night, I was on a date with this guy that I met at the part at a party, and Ooh. um, was and, it a good date? Uh, yeah, it was a nice date actually. It's really fun being in New York, being single right now. I know. I mean, uh, it's like the best time to be single. Like everyone's city's coming back to life. Like anyway, and um. What was I going to say? So I was on this date and like, as an example, every time we'd cross the road, he would swap sides so that he was on the road where the cars are, because that's what a man does. And then he'd get hit first. And I'm like, yes. And then jelly's on the inside. Cause I'm like, even though you're a boy jelly, I'd protect you. <laughs> but as an example, so many women would complain. No men do that anymore. No men come and pick you up from your apartment. No men. Will, and I'm like, well, I get that. Like no men, no men cook you dinner anymore. No men buy the bill, but buy the drinks. I'm like, well, that's what happens to me because I let them, I let them, I'm grateful for it. I tell them I like it. I don't emasculate them. They know straight away that they're in the lead, that I, they, they know from my energy, I want to be looked after. I'm not a doormat. I want to be looked after. Um, and the other side of this whole thing that's I'm finding really annoying as well at the moment is that in the spiritual community, I feel like there is a, I don't even know how to phrase it. Maybe you know how to phrase it, Lee, but it's this whole dynamic where women are just expecting men to understand them really well. (laughs) And men are being almost sometimes too feminine, too emotional, too like communicative. I'm like, shut up. Um, And it's this like whole new thing of these conscious relationships. And I kind of put it in inverted commas because I'm like, is it conscious or is it actually like this, this space where you're not in your humanness? right? You're in the fucking pixies. You're in some other planet and you're not grounded. Me and my friend were talking about the other day of like some people in the spiritual community that are all love and light. And I can't, I can't be friends with them because I find it so draining and so annoying because they're not being human. They, it's just all this spiritual and emotional bypassing. They don't acknowledge their humanness. And I've noticed with a lot of these quote unquote conscious couples that these like things will happen and they'll take it as like a sign or something. I'm like, bitch, it's not a fucking sign. Any normal couple would work through this situation, but you guys are like, oh, it's a sign or like, you know, we've just, we're not meant to be. And I'm like, are you not meant to be? Or are you just like taking the easy way out? Because you're like, that you feel a bit of resistance. Oh, my heart chakra feels resistant. I'm like, fuck your heart chakra sometimes. (laughs) Right. And so, and whilst I'm, whilst I'm all about that, like I've got that side to myself and I'm obviously I'm a trauma healer. And like, I, you know, I do the chakra work and all that jazz. I it's, 
it's there as a healing tool. It's not there as a bypassing tool. Mm -hmm. So I would say another thing, and that is that in the spiritual community and just like with a lot of women also, it's just like expectations on men. They don't know that they need to communicate with them. Or like I was doing it with my Queen Alchemy girls the other day. They fucking froth off this shit. Like me telling them exactly what you say if you want a man to do something. And they're like, but shouldn't he just know? I'm like, I know you think he should know, but he's not a woman. Women to women, we know these things. We know you're tired. She needs me to do this, but they don't know that. You actually have to tell them, I am tired. I need you to do X. And a lot of women just be like, no, he should know that. Like I shouldn't have to tell him these things. And they have no compassion and no understanding of men. And they get angry Mm -hmm. of like, well, men should just know that. And it's like, well, men don't get angry at women when they're being emotional. Maybe they do sometimes, but men typically won't get angry at women when they're being emotional or when they're overthinking something that they're just like, this is a woman thing. Their brains do this and they have compassion, right? Because they just know that we're really different. And for some reason with these modern women just won't accept it. And I'm like, babe, if you want to date a woman, go date a woman. If you want to date a man, you need to learn how to communicate with a man because it's polar opposite what you think. Like if I was saying this to my girls the other day, um, one of them asked a question about like, what do you do when, oh yeah, what do you do when your man's struggling with work and burnout and that kind of stuff? I was like, okay, so you know how like if you were burnt out or you were struggling with things, you'd want like more connection. You'd want to sit down and talk about it. I'm like, think about the polar opposite of that. Like what's the polar opposite? Space, don't talk. They want that. So whatever you think a man wants, whatever you would want, don't do it. Like do the opposite, right? So I feel like all of that is kind of like the impact in the situation. Yeah. No, I mean, I love that you talked about even the physiological impact, the Mm. skin issues, the hair loss, the weight gain, et cetera, because I don't think people really know exactly what's happening here because so many of us are shrouded in conditioning and trauma. And I will tell you that in my relationship with my partner now, you know, he, this relationship destroyed me. It Mm. fucking like ripped me up, tore me to shreds and like, I'm rebuilding. Wow. And the most glorious thing I've ever experienced Mm. because I came, my mother emasculates my father. Like there's no tomorrow. And there's that, I mean, they just have a very particular dynamic. They're still Mm -hmm. married by some grace of God or Satan. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Um, and that's what I saw. And I had no idea that I was doing those things, this hyper control, this like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Oh, put this that yep. way. Aren't you going to yep. add salt to that? Yeah. Add pepper. Yeah. And like all of this. And, and my partner at one point, he's like, yo, no more. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. And there we, I had to literally break myself down and retrain myself because everything I had seen was the exact way to create the shittiest relationship I could ever imagine. And for him not to leave. So when that often happens, like you've got a good man, when that often happens, right, they'll just leave. Mm -hmm. They're like, I just can't. And, and And the thing is they'll try and communicate it over time, little bit by little bit. And they'll get to a point where they're like, 
I'm just talking to a brick wall. It's never going to go through your head. So they leave because they're like, I don't, I'm not getting what I want here. Right. Or what happens is you have just suppressed them so much. And then one day you're complaining to your girlfriends that he never does anything. He blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the reason why he doesn't do anything, babe, the reason why you feel like you have to mother him is because you created that. And it can be so hard for women to hear. And it can feel like, you know, I'm just blaming women for all the issues. I'm not actually, I'm, I am blaming women, but what I, I'm not saying that men don't have any of their own issues to do, to work on with women. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is woman to woman, if you want to create a healthy relationship with men, not just your men, with your dad, with your guy friends, with your colleagues, everyone, you need to learn how to fucking communicate with men. Because when you do this, oh, you will get everything you want. Like I, because I know how to communicate with men so well, even like the other, I obviously moved into my new yeah, apartment. Give some examples. Like, cause I, yeah, want, so, I want listeners to walk away and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to try. Okay. Okay. So as an example, this is like not a romantic example as well, which is a good one to use. So I moved into my new apartment and the building here is like the protocol is out of control because famous people live in the building. So they're very like high security anyway. And, um, I was like, I've got furniture coming on 25th to the, to the maintenance doodle, whoever organized it. Can I have the service elevator? And they're like, no, there's a booking over four days for someone to move in. And I'm like, why? Well, anyway, I communicated it to him with, I need help. This is a problem. How do I solve this? Like a little bit of like, oh my God, like I just need furniture. I've been living in a hotel for a month and a half. Like, do you have any ideas? How can we solve this problem? Well, he was like, you know what? We'll just let you slide in. Like, just don't tell anyone. And I'm like, thank you. And that's an example where I am communicating in a way that pulls on his, I need to help this woman muscle which they thrive off. And I fucking made his day because he's felt like a hero to me because he has solved my problem. That's mm-hmm. an example. Another example would be, uh, what would be another example? Another example would be that, so let's say, for example, a man cancels on you for, here's the recent example. A man cancels on you for a date, but reschedules at the same time, like both at the same time, because there is a death in his friendship group, right? Now, a woman that emasculates a man would be, fuck this dude. Why is he doing this to me? He's not fucking prioritizing me. He clearly doesn't care. Like, fuck this. I'm so over it. Like, he could have dealt with his friend later, blah, blah, blah. Instead of being like, you processing that for yourself because that's your own triggers, which you're allowed to be triggered by that. You process that for, that says that for yourself. You see in his message that he's written, I want to see you again. Are you free on this day? I'm so fucking sorry, but I really need to be there for my friend, whatever the situation is. And instead you fucking breathe. You don't reply straight away. Maybe you phone a girlfriend so you can get your female need of connection and of um, attention from your girlfriend, because that's what your brain wants right now. Your brain wants to feel like you're loved and that you're not abandoned. So you go to your girlfriend. She's like, babe, you're fine. He's not a douche. You're fine. Whatever. You reply being like, yep, done. And you tell him a need of, I would really like to have a really fun date on whatever day you suggested. And he'll reply being like, you have no idea how much fun I want to have with you. And then you feel amazing. Right. And then your female brain is like, oh, he actually really likes me. Because you haven't just internalized something that's fucking false. So that'd be another example. Old me ripped him to shreds, ripped him to fucking shreds or play this game. It's like, fine, fuck you. And then I wouldn't have even cared. And then when he would show up for the next date, I would just be resentful. And I would just like poke at him and make digs the whole time. 
that is not cool. Making digs is one of the most common ways to emasculate men. And women do it because to another woman, it works. If you dig, if you have little digs at another woman, they pick it up and they will apologize or they'll stop doing whatever they're doing. But to men, those digs don't work. When you shame someone, even when you shame women, when you shame someone, it's not a motivating factor to make them want to change. Now with women, because our brains need connection for survival, as in like, we got to be in a community. If you shame a woman very often, not always, very often, they'll be like, I've got to fix it. Especially if they're a people pleaser and they haven't done a lot of work on themselves. They'll be like, I've got to fucking fix this because their brain is like, I need this connection. Or I'm going to die. Once they become really self-aware, they'll be like, if this chick's being a bitch, they'll be like, okay, fuck this chick. I'm, I'm safe without her. Right. If that wasn't the scenario, yeah. but for, um, for, yeah. So for women to women, to women, little digs and shaming can often work, but women to men, it won't work. Now men to women, it can work because again, a woman relies on the man's, you know, um, protection and him providing for her, for her to survive according to our brains. So that's why women can also get sucked into very toxic relationships and they don't understand why they're so addicted to it. And it's not because they're a bad person or they're like broken or anything. It's because their primal brain is like, well, he provides for me and protects for me. So I'm going to stay with him. And this is what can often happen. Um, and then years down the track, they'll finally be like, why the fuck was I with him? And then they have all this fucking shame amongst themselves. And it's like, you can't shame yourself for being in a toxic relationship because you didn't have any control over it because you were literally being run by this like primal part of yourself. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. So let me see where we're at here. So you gave some really, really powerful examples of how we can, what, give me like, mm. give me more of the breakdown. So I have some examples, but I'd love for women to hear, like, what is it? What is the dynamic, right? Because I've, I've read the queen's code and mm. I, I have some familiarity with that, but mm. like men want to be providers. What is it that mm. most women don't know about men mm. that like lights their heart up that, that we <gasps> okay. don't know, like, we don't know how much they want to provide. We don't know how much they okay. want to help us and serve us. Like give us the lowdown. Okay. And I know this answer because I've been doing a survey <laughs> for men for like, I think over a year now. Wow. Um, and I've just been collecting all these answers and, you know, I, I, I love to have these conversations with my guy friends and get insight. And it's just very interesting to me. Right. So they want to be everything to us. They want to be everything. We have no idea. Like, oh my God. So in my program, Be a Lover, Not a Mother, I actually read out these answers to the women from the survey and they're just like bawling because like it made me cry when I first read them. And even just thinking about it, it makes me cry because we think that they're assholes and 99% of men, they want to know, they, they wish that they could say to us, you look beautiful today without us thinking that it means they want to get us into bed. They wish that we would ask for help more. They wish that they would let us pay for the drinks, look after them without and understand that they're not trying to get us into bed. They just love making us happy. They wish we would tell them, you make me happy more. Not, this is really nice. That doesn't register in their brain. They go, oh, it's only nice this makes me happy. They're like mission accomplished. 
But when I've asked the question of like, what do you, like, if you could be anything, what do you want to be to women? It's their everything, their provider, their protector, their person they come to when they've had a rough day, the person they confide in, what they want to be their hero, their savior. They want to be the world's best dad, best husband, best friend. They want to be the man where if her world was crumbling, he'd be the first person that she would phone. Like these answers are just fucking beautiful. And this is from a range of men. This is from this is from men that are 20 years old to men that are 60 years old. Um, they just want to be everything to us. And when it comes to your question, Liv, um, what was the question providing how they wish they could provide for us more? Yeah. Like what, what is it that they, well, I guess you're kind of hitting yeah. it. What is it that they want? What lights their hearts up? So um, it's been interesting to note that a lot of the younger men that I have um, ask these questions to about dating and paying for things and whatnot. And like this new dating world, like what's some things that you would like women to know? A common one that I've been kind of surprised about has been, um, maybe not surprised about is we also love it when you take us out on dates. Mm. So we will take you out on the first couple of days and we want to provide for you. But we also, after like, you know, fourth date, we also would love for you to pay for a few things or for you to plan something because it makes us feel special. It makes us know that you do like us and that you do want to invest in this relationship. Um, so that'd be something to note that whilst men love to provide for us, it's not just about money to them. Um, they also like to be looked after. So when it comes to the providing piece, I also want to preface that it's not just about money. So they want to prov- they want to know that they're providing to you in ways other than money, especially if you're with a man that doesn't make as much money as you, which is actually quite common these days for women to be making more money than their partner. And if that's the case, you want to make it clear that you feel safe around them when they walk on the outside of this footpath, right? That you love it when they pay for the bill. Like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Even if it's $10, tell them that you appreciate it and say, thanks. Everyone says fucking thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate that. It goes way further. And when you say it, say it like you really fucking mean it. And I always get commented on this. of like, when you say, thank you, Monica, it's like different to just like, thank you. It's like, you say it so deeply. I'm like, well, it's because I fucking mean it. Other things would be when he cooks dinner for you, tell him how special it makes you feel and how much you love it when he cooks you dinner, right? Mm-hmm. When he runs you a bath, when he rolls over and gives you a kiss in the morning, Tell him how much you love that. They're all ways that he's providing for you because in our modern world, men aren't just providing for us in that they're getting us food and shelter for our family. And this is like a whole new thing that we have to wrap our head around of like marriage and everything used to be a business deal, right? It was purely for a roof over our heads. Um, Now marriage is actually like we want to spend our life with one person for the rest of our lives that we love. That's a, that's a new concept of we love them. Like that wasn't a thing back then. And people sometimes don't know that. So with the providing thing and whatnot, um, I would also be, oh, I had a fucking brain fart. What was I saying? The marriage. Oh yeah. Um, in the relationships. Oh yeah. So we want more in our relationships than we've ever wanted before. And men also do. So men don't just want, and this is a common thing in the survey as well. I've realized this is them saying it. I don't just want, 
a woman that's like my wife and that I can look after. I want someone that's an equal party to me. Mm. I want someone that's also going to support me. That's also going to look after me. That's been a really new thing I've been discovering of whilst men want to still lead, they also want to know that they can rely on us. Mm. So it's also important for you to sometimes show that you can provide for them in the nurturing aspects, in the I can look after you because men love to be looked after, looked looked after. So running them a bath, making them dinner, giving them a massage when they come home from work, telling it how telling them how sexy they are when they're doing X, Y, and Z, or whatever it is, putting on their favorite movie, making them breakfast in bed, also showing them that because these kind of new age men, I'm gonna say, are realizing how that's actually really important to them because it's actually funny. And I know it's not funny. It's biology. So many women are still in this mindset of like marriage babies, marriage babies, because it's their brain. Right. And they're just like still wired for like the marriage is the safety men, because men didn't need marriage for like for um, to be provided for and protected. I'm noticing that a lot more men are like, I want to be in a relationship that makes me feel really happy. I'm not going to just fucking marry anybody. They actually are the ones that are often not settling and women are settling because men don't have this like fucking biology thing going as off as much in their head. So just something to be aware of for women to really like take a moment to be like, yeah, this is actually a whole new relationship dynamic that we're going into as a society. And it's no longer about being just provided for and protected. It's a lot more than that. So making sure that you as a woman are also not settling or just getting into something for the sake of like having babies and getting married, Mm -hmm. but being open to something much deeper than that. And I would also say part of that with like, the relationships and trauma bonds and X, Y, and Z is that very often, not always, the person that you will end up being the best match for will be the person that you didn't think so when you first met them. Like Mm. they weren't the person on paper that you necessarily thought or like the image that you had in your mind because very often the person that we're the most physically attracted to straight away is the worst for our brains because we will change ourselves to fit them because our biology is like, he's a good baby daddy. I've got to do everything in my fucking power to make sure that he's got me so that I've got him and he's going to protect me and provide for me. But in that process, you kind of lose yourself versus the person that you have a slower build with, you create a solid foundation with, you feel super safe around. You'll be your best self, your most authentic self. And because of that, you'll never, your brain won't stop you from having the difficult conversations or from expressing your truth. And you got to be aware of this because your brain will stop you when you're so sexually attracted to somebody because you don't want to repel them because they'd be a good baby daddy and a good protector and a good provider. So the more that you understand your brain, the more that you will actually have power over yourself. And you'll just feel, I just find it's just easier with like, you know, being in relationships, understanding men, dating, all that kind of stuff, understanding myself, because I just, I'm not being controlled by my biology. I'm kind of controlling my biology, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's super useful. I mean, I've been in so many of those kinds of situations, like hot guy, super hot guy. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's really, really, I think important, especially for women who are looking to call in that partner and are not Mm. sure who that person is or those people rather. Okay. So as we close here, what is one thing that you want all women to know that most women probably don't know? 
that we all have trauma, all of us, even if you were brought up in a perfect family, your parents are still together, you went to a good school, this was me, you went to good schools, there was food on the table every night, we all have trauma and we all need to deal with it. And when you do, you will just like land into your truest self and you'll just find so much inner peace where you're no longer afraid of rejection or abandonment or being alone forever because like you just don't take shit personally anymore. You just feel so solid and sure of yourself. And it's just like life is easy and that is so attractive to people. Like people feel that and it's magnetic and it's attractive and it's sexy and it feels fucking good in your body. Yeah. That to me sounds like freedom. Like not being triggered and pulled down by Mm -hmm. every single thing that comes up. That has totally been a journey that I've been on in this destruction and rebirth. So girl, thank you so much for being here and just being honest as fuck and, and keeping it real because we, this is medicine for us as we all collectively do our healing, as we heal through our own traumas and, and wounds And as we heal the dynamics between our inner masculine and feminine, and then between the embodied masculine and feminine, Mm. super important work. So thank you for doing it. Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram and my podcast is the best spot. So Instagram is monarchy eights health. Um, Podcast is feminine as fuck. Love it. Girl, thank you so much for being here and tune into Monica's content. I'll put all of her information in the show notes. Wishing all of you babes much love and good vibes. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show. And spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart-throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that www.leenoto.com. Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes.